listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast on Culture Pop. We have quite the show for you today. Uh, it's been a while since we uh, talked anything really, I guess, news related, uh, but there was some big stuff that happened this last week that we kind of want to kind of want to go over. So uh, we're going to have us a little news topic today. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, also I have, you know, all kinds of horror movie things to talk about. And, uh, I mean, you know what it is. It's the week of Spider-Man. So we're going to give our first impressions on Spider-Man. Of course, I am your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost always, by one of my two co-hosts, Dylan Pigeon Shepherd Martin. Fella, how's it going today? Hello. Pigeon Shepherd, huh? Pigeon Shepherd. That's that's your name. Don't wear it out. Yep. Okay. My dog. Well, how you doing? Well. I was fine, and then my dog started erupting in the other room, and that's concerning. Mm, mm. You're probably getting <clears throat> robbed. I hope not. I'm protected if so, but I do hope not. Yeah, that would be bad. It would be. You, I don't think I would have to go to work tomorrow if that was the case. Uh, you'd be surprised. <sighs> yeah, because the first text I'll get back is, were your keys stolen? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's saying something, man. Yep. I know. Oh boy. <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Yes, they stole my keys because I had a, a precious pearl on it." Yeah, I had a I had a weightlifting belt and a bag of dog toys in my car that they thought was just too precious and had to take, and they just <laughs> drove off. They didn't want the car. <laughs> <laughs> they did not want the car. They just, just took it for just, the dog toys. Oh, God. That would be incredible. Oh, Sabrina. I wonder if you could get away with a lie like that. I can... Uh, I'm an okay liar. Um, Sabrina just sent me a text <laughs> saying that uh, it was there's there was a cat outside of the window and then the dog just started freaking out about that so i was being robbed but just by a stray cat oh those damn cats yeah. how dare they ah. pussies well you know um well uh i guess uh austin's out this week cuz um oh yeah he has butthole issues uh, uh, yeah as always. Wait, is um, he out of, Oh yeah. It, it, I think it is butthole issues. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always the it's always the butthole with that guy. The Chalky Milk Man. That's gonna be his name from now on, Chalky Milk Man. Um <laughs> Chalky Milk Man. If I, oh, that's the saddest superhero. <laughs> it's 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 something. Damn. Oh man! Sorry, Austin. I'll try to redeem him by the end of this. He's oh he he's good. He's doing he's doing good things. It's not butthole issues. He's got he's got adult things to take care of, and we're uh, very supportive. 
even if it were butthole issues, we'd be very supportive. Gundam model assimilator. Uh, I'd be less supportive of that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess um, we'll get started. Uh, I want to talk about a movie called Frozen. What? Yeah. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 2010, I believe. Okay. Um, and was directed by uh, someone known as Adam Green. Um, he was a... F- I, I became familiar with his work because of a... Um, I forget what DVD I had, but I remember that it had a... Or that it was produced by Anchor Bay. And that... Um, one of the trailers before it was for this little movie called Hatchet. And <clears throat> I remember at some point uh, reading like Bloody Disgusting or, or something like that and thinking to myself, oh, this, you know, this actually might be kind of cool. I might, I might be interested in this. And then I uh, sought it out and I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. Like, fucking throwback to uh um throwback to kind of old school um 80s ultra gory slasher flicks um and so i watched it loved it and then the next big thing that i remember reading about him was that he was working on this project called frozen um, and that it was going to be a complete departure from Hatchet and a little movie he had done called Spiral. Um, so that happens. I check out this movie called Frozen, and I was kind of enamored with it. Um, basically, the, the, the whole thing with this movie is that it's uh, this group goes on a skiing adventure together. Uh, or, I don't know why I called it adventure, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so they're going skiing and, um, they go up for one last kind of outing, um, before the mountain closes down. Uh, it's the last day of the weekend. Uh, and the, the thing won't be open again till Friday and they're closing down the mountain. They want to, they, they want to get one last run in and they bribe the guy to let him go up the mountain. Well, they're headed up, and then there's a storm approaching, and a whole bunch of like miscommunications happen, and they end up getting stuck on the ski lift up the mountain. Presumably, they're going to be stuck there for a week until the ski lodge opens up again. And that's basically the entirety of the movie. Um, and... So you just follow these three characters on a ski lift for roughly, you know, I'd say an hour or so. Uh, maybe a little bit less because uh, it's like a 80, 90 minute movie. So it might actually be closer to like 45 minutes they're stuck on the ski lift. But it is genuinely very, very frightening. Um, I have never gone skiing before uh, and I don't ever want to (laughs) just in the chance that this um might happen to me um yeah i i really think that this movie is sold because of the performances that are in it um emma bell who 
Um, some people might remember as, um, oh, what the oh, fuck? Uh, oh yeah. What's her name? God damn it. Alexander, her sister. In the walking dead. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Uh, but, but that one, fuck, what uh, is her name? Yeah. She's that, she's that, that character's sister she's only in the first season of the walking dead which was unfortunate amy. because oh my god you know how yes, good that amy. felt jesus yep. christ okay amy yeah she was also in final destination 5 <sighs> which is maybe my fi- favorite final destination um i really just think that it's <laughs> awesome um and yeah, she actually hasn't done a whole lot, but like she's been excellent in everything that I've ever seen her in. Um, she's in this and she literally steals the show. It's her, Sean Ashmore and Kevin Zegers, who I remember from the Dawn of the Dead remake and not much else. Uh, he's been in other things that I've seen like wrong turn. The fuck he is Walmart Zac Efron, but, dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically they're stuck on the lift and um, uh, you get to watch the whole thing happen. And it's really incredibly well paced. It's like nice and and like tight. Like it, it gets in, it gets out. It doesn't, you know, overstay its welcome. It has some really good character moments with the writing and it, you know, for a movie that's set in one location, like literally on a ski lift, there's like a surprising amount of like nuance to the way that the the whole situation is shot. Um, there are some really, really good instances of, of gore. <laughs> uh, I don't want to ruin how that's set up, but um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's really, really good. Um, if you get a chance to see it, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's it's good shit. I can't. I don't think I've ever, in my life, ever, seen Kane Hodder act outside of Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, dude. He's uh, he. It's only a cameo in here. Well, actually, I think most of the stuff that he is in, where he's not Jason, that I've seen him in, have been little cameo roles. But like, uh. Adam Green actually uses him a lot. He in Hatchet, he is uh Hatchet's dad, Victor Crowley's dad, that's mm-hmm. his name. Um yeah, he in this he's like one of the ski or not the ski lift operators, but like he works for the resort. Um yeah, it's it's weird, but yeah, it's it's fucking cool. Oh, that is cool. Where is it at? Uh Amazon Prime. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> uh, so not the Disney movie. Not the Disney movie. That's don't, crazy. Please don't go in thinking that you'll see the Disney movie. Because no. you will not. No, just just let that go now. <laughs> um, cool, what else do I got? Because uh, you don't have anything. You, you've you been reading more One Piece? Oh, or no. watching more One Piece? Um... I'm not going to lie to you. Since Spider-Man's come out, I've not done anything else. Nothing. Yep. I figured. <laughs> I mean, not even. Uh, we'll get to it, but. Yeah. I'm not making this up. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Josh, I, I did it, something. I just remembered. Oh, my God. I, I watched. <laughs> I 
on on the build up like we were doing the countdown to uh launch night like we i stayed up for the midnight release uh, oh, nice. for spider-man and in doing that we timed it so at uh fucking like 11:50 our movie would end we watched across the the across the spider-verse leading up to it for the first time Oh shit! The first one, the or I mean, the, not the first one, the 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 sequel that came out this year. Yes. Oh shit! Hell yeah! How'd Holy you like it? Holy shit! It was really good, man. Like I, I very much hate that it ended on the cliffhanger, <laughs> because just yeah. the shit started to get good. I was like, yeah, but then I was like, wait a minute, I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot that that shit, um, just kind of dives off a cliff there, but. The build-up to everything, man, like, I'm kind of okay with it ending on the cliffhanger because there's there's a lot of story to tell, and I'm glad they didn't rush it. Um, and just the build-up to the whole Miguel versus Miles thing and the the battle of a, a thousand different Spider-Men on the way out, you know, trying to escape the building and everything. Like, it had such good build-up to that moment, to that climax um, that they were working towards. And I know, you know, it's been, both Austin and you have spoken about it and I, I paid little attention so I could pick up as few details as possible but um, I do remember both of you saying that you loved it if not just as much if not more than the first one right yeah uh, basically the only knock it gets for me is that it ends on the cliffhanger like yeah. I want to see the completed story I do too very much so um, it felt like there was I don't and maybe it's just because I'm such a big fan of Spider-Man, like, that I can say that I don't think there's anything in this movie that I want to see cut out to make it shorter. But I mm. also feel like if they made the movie, like, 30 minutes longer, I feel like they could have told some kind of conclusion, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I don't know I, I how this so. is going to end. Like, I genuinely have no idea. But I'm excited to see how it ends. I'm ex- I'm very curious to see how this stretches out for another potentially, you know, 90-minute, two-hour movie. Curious. Um, I haven't read anything, so I have no idea if anything's even out now that I think about it. To know where the story goes. I don't know when the, no- the next movie comes out, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, uh, I think it was scheduled for early next year and now it got pushed back because of like the writer strike and everything oh man okay uh well that sucks but dude i'm telling you like aside from the cliffhanger thing i loved it it was it was a lot of fun i liked how it started and how it how it started with gwen and ended with her at least like there was a it felt like there was some conclusivity to her story um Mm. like i really liked her introduction of this getting to meet her dad her essentially running away from the inevitable and come to find out that the inevitable you know, it's not what we expected um mm. so i liked that but i don't know it seems like they were trying to tell a lot of different stories and i'm i'm here for it but it was a lot to keep up with but i loved every minute of it and getting to see all of the little uh just different details, I guess, and seeing, um, dude, a lot of the jokes they were making, I'm not going to lie, had me dead. Uh, like that moment 
<laughs> I don't remember how it happens, but they're like, get Spider-Man. Everyone starts pointing at each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I oh, was yeah, fucking yeah. dying. Um, it yeah, that had, was great. It had a lot of great moments, man. And it, it, it never lost its pace for me. I, I, I remember making the most giddy little noise when, uh, I think it's, it's Peter B. Parker with uh, Mayday mm-hmm. comes out. I, I don't yeah. think I remember Mayday being a part of this movie. Like, I don't I don't recall that, but I got super excited when I saw him. Um, and then at the end there, like, ugh, I don't know if this is spoilers. At the end there, how Gwen kind of shows up outside of his window and just how she kind of started this adventure. I feel, you know what I'm saying? It all came back to her. Like, she started this adventure at the end of into the spider-verse because she was like the last voice we heard like how miles is sitting in his bed and then that warp appears above his head and she says hey you know whatever she says there but then at the end of this movie here she is again but this time she's visiting peter and it's like hey let's go get him type of thing like i fucking i love it so much so i'm I'm excited dude i i understand the writer strike and everything and i hope we get it soon but let him cook, because this was a really good movie. Yeah, I was I was genuinely very very blown away by it. Um, I can't believe I forgot I about that for shit, it. dude. <laughs> given given that uh, you know Spider Man Two has come out, I think it's understandable. <laughs> yeah, like, for that's real. Kind of taken all of my time away. I'm, you know? I'm not kidding. When the movie ended, we were closing up shop within the bedroom and moving out and so where we were about to play Spider-Man like it was perfect and then I just forgot about it <laughs> awesome okay uh well I also watched uh Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight um I am not a hundred percent sure if you're aware of this or not but Tales from the Crypt was like that 90s TV show um, that was on man. HBO. Little Ugly Man, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, interesting. Okay, never mind. Um, I was going to look up. So they they started to branch out near the end of that uh, TV series run, and weirdly enough, it ran from like eighty nine to it ran for like eight seasons. I think it ran through like nineteen ninety six or something like that. Um, and during, towards the end of its run, it started, uh, doing some things like the, uh, movie I'm about to talk about, Demon Knight. So this movie was the first in, I think, a series of three, uh, Bordello of Blood was another one. Um, I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but... This movie is basically like a hour and a half long episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt. And I kind of fucking love it. Um, uh-huh. I really just think that the series as a whole is a blast. And this is like everything that is good about the series distilled into like a nice, tight, like... 90 minute movie. Uh, I think even with credits, it's at like 92 minutes. Um, something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just a total blast. Um, I've seen it or up until recently, I had kind of seen it in bits and pieces. Um, 
like throughout the years and every single time like it had come on i was like i'm gonna watch this because this is just it's such a fun movie um and then this is my first time like watching it all the way through in probably 10 years and i was just kind of blown away by just how well constructed it is like it is full of like little things in the writing that like I I was kind of amazed by like there are little set setups and payoffs for like jokes and for like little like character beats and stuff like at the very very beginning of the movie uh the main character um what what the fuck is his name um uh Frank maybe I think that's right um he is about to steal a car from a gas station and this kid sees him. And then later in the movie, the kid is found out or like found in the little, like, um, I forget what, what you would call it. Like, it's like a little hotel that was formerly a church or something. Basically that's where they're, they're holding out for the entire time. And, um, they find the kid hanging out in like this, this, uh, passageway, that they thought was going to lead them out of the church and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, at the end of the movie, or like at the beginning of the movie, the kid sells the guy out. And at the end of the movie, the kid is actually the reason that the main guy uh, ends up dying. So there are like little bits, stuff like that, that you see built up in like little segments here and there. And then they end up ultimately paying off in really interesting ways the movie looks beautiful like there's tons of like really nice blue light and even like the the kind of dated sort of looking um visual effects i still kind of find charm in them because it it was it wasn't like a a a gigantic budget movie um it was just a like i said kind of like a, a same or like a like an hour and a half long episode of Tales from the Crypt. Um, it, all of that stuff looks really good. The acting's pretty on point. Um, Billy Zane stills the show. He's having an absolute fucking blast in that movie, and you can tell. And I loved it. Uh, not to mention Billy Zane was a beautiful man. Um, I haven't seen him recently, but uh, yeah, I I think Billy Zane is very good looking. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, Ed, fun time. I don't know really good time. When the picture that was taken that I'm looking at now was, but he still looks good. Oh, okay. Goddamn. Um, I remember growing up and being absolutely terrified of this motherfucker. Oh, tales from the crypt. Yes, or uh, the, crypt the crypt keeper. keeper yes. Yeah. I yeah, same. <laughs> don't know how, but I just stumbled upon my dad watching it one day, and I just, I remember walking in super excited to show him something, and then happening to look at the TV, and then seeing that, and it's like a just stuck in my mind because I remember being like, oh no no no, I wasn't supposed to see that, um, and it just fucking haunted me forever. And whenever whenever I went into like a a blockbuster or something like that, and I would see the fucking Crypt Keeper on like the box art of the VHS uh, mm-hmm. shits, I would have this the most uncomfortable feeling, man. I don't know. I can look at them now, so that's good. At least you know, <laughs> that's not been <laughs> suppressed this whole time. But 
Um, I don't know, dude. I he just gave me the most uneasy feeling. Yeah, and I remember this one in particular. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, he was a uh, a source of terror for me in my in my young age. Me. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go watch it. It's on uh, HBO Max, I think. Or if it's not HBO Max, it's it's on Peacock. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, knock knock. Another one I watched. Uh, I'm Josh, not gonna spend I too much. Said who's there? God, I hate you. I'm not even gonna lie to you. If I wouldn't have read the doc and you wouldn't have kept talking. I was about to say who's there. I felt like an idiot. Mm. I didn't even read that, that you were about to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is a movie um, starring Keanu Reeves. Um, I'm going to keep this short and simple because I fucking hated this movie. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. This was on the, the, this was on the horror list, uh, and I was, you know... I remember thinking about this movie when it first came out and being like, oh, yeah, this is exciting because it, it was a couple of people that I really loved. Like, uh, Keanu Reeves is the lead in this, and Eli Roth was the one who directed it. And watching this, I am not sure whether my love for Eli Roth was because those movies that I really enjoyed were any good or if they just kind of appealed to my sort of like edgy sensibilities as a, you know, 17, 18, 19 year old. Um, kind of knowing the premise of this movie, uh, something that's like very apparent from the trailer, uh, which I kind of knew going in. Um, I had seen the trailer and again, I was excited about it and I just never got around to it. Uh, this movie is a total fucking waste of time. You can guess exactly where it's going five to 10 minutes in like every, literally everything from the really, really ham fisted themes that it's going for. Like it's going for like this morality play about like, uh, you know, even the good guys really aren't all that good type thing. Um, I, I just, it, it was, uh, it's awful. Everything is played so over the top. Like you go in to the first act and it's like, okay, I see where it's going. It's setting everything up. Okay. Like I'll, I'll give it, you know, whatever. And then you get into like the, the second act about like, you know, 30 minutes in and it's just like, what the fuck is this? Like everything becomes like, really heightened and like everyone's playing everything overly broad like Anna de Armas is in this and I was just like dude she's kind of shit in this isn't she like she's really not that great uh Lorena uh Izzo I think is her is her name um she I've liked her in other things and she's she's almost just as bad uh, Keanu Reeves really goes for the fences in a sort of like Nick Cage kind of way and it doesn't work um, I don't know the, the, the worst part about all of it is it's not even entertaining like I could forgive it being bad as long as it's entertaining like you watch The Room and like 
that's a bad movie, but it's like so bad that it's entertaining. It's, it it kind of comes back to where it's so bad that it's good. And this just isn't even good or like entertaining. Um, yeah, I was not a fan. I was really, really not a fan, uh, which is unfortunate uh, given, you know, the talent. But, uh, yeah, don't watch it. Don't Don't watch it. It's not good. But you know what is good? What is good is fucking Saw X. Um, the point. I it, yes. Uh, I I don't want to give anything too much away because it's um, it's still in theaters and you know some people might be waiting to see it for Halloween and stuff. Um, but dude, I fucking love Saw X. Uh, it is a true return to form for the series in a way that I haven't seen in a very, very long time. Um, this series is, I, I, I really like the first movie and two is okay. I actually really kind of like the third movie a lot. I was going to say um, the third movie is where I stopped and two, that point I can say the Saw franchise is one of my favorites but yes. I have no idea what happens after that but I've not heard good things yeah so 2, two is kind of m- meh in my opinion I know yeah. a lot of people love 2 but like I, I like 3 yeah. right? 3 I love um, 4 feels like it's starting to run its course and then 5 and 6 were so bad that I just dropped off completely Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I watched, um, no, actually, I, I don't even know if I've watched six all the way through. I think I've watched parts of it. Um, I didn't even bother with seven. Uh, and the last, like the last one that I remember seeing was, um, spiral, the Chris rock one, which I, I'm not sure if it counts as part of this franchise. Cause it, it's like a weird side continuity. But, like, I had literally checked out because there was nothing going on as far as, like, story is concerned or, like, characters or, like, any of that stuff. It was all just special effects showcases with, like, throwing the most bare-bones plot together to try to string these things along. And Spiral came. It was a complete waste of my fucking time. (laughs) And... I was I was straight up not excited for this. And then I saw early reviews coming out and I was like, okay, okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. You know, I, I used to like the solid movies. Maybe I'll give it a shot. And then uh, a friend of mine saw it and they were like, dude, this is the best one in the franchise. And I was like, what? Like, there's no fucking way. Like, Whoa. Saw 1 for me is like, uh, like a, a, a really high tier horror movie i don't know how anything surpasses that and i don't think that this is the best in the franchise but it's the best in the franchise since one what um, the fuck <laughs> yeah so it's crazy it, it really comes back to me for these movies like i remember very distinctly the first one having a really strong story and really strong characters and building everything out around that. Like, 
yeah, there was like little interspersed things with traps and stuff like that, but it was really, it was more of like a, like a mystery movie with like a really strong, like morality play. This one, I think, really gets back to that and has some really strong themes. Like, this is a very angry movie. It is very, very much a condemnation of the American health system and the insurance industry, I I feel like. Um, At least that's the way I read it. Uh, but there's, there's like really good, like meaty stuff to kind of like sink your teeth into. Like, uh, one of the things in this movie is like, um, we all kind of know that like, uh, Jigsaw has like this twisted sense of morality, um, where he thinks what he's doing is right. And then like, there's, there's an, because it is right. like, oh my God, <laughs> There's several instances in this movie, one very specifically towards the end, that I was like, it was almost like a, uh, if if his sense of morality is what he thinks is correct and stuff, what happens when you kind of twist it just a little bit where like maybe an innocent person is in his thing and it it sort of questioned the integrity of Jigsaw as a character and I was like, oh, this is... Like, this is really good. This is really, like, it's way deeper than I thought. Um, that said, it does kind of, like, that that one in particular uh, does not really go anywhere, <laughs> which was a little bit unfortunate. And I do think that, like, the there are certain plot contrivances that, like, um, just, I don't know. Like, I feel like it could have been could have been better written um and also given given the plot i do also feel like some of the traps are just a little bit too elaborate for what this story is going for i really like the old like the first the first one is like you're literally just locked in a room you have to chop off your leg right you know or like I know everyone loves, like, the bear trap thing, but, like, the bear trap is, like, the least interesting one to me from that first movie. Uh, like, the the thing that got me about the second one was, like, the um, falling into the pit of needles, you know? The third one, I, I love the rack, but, like, the one that was most disturbing to me was, like, the woman freezing to death, you know? Like, I don't know, the simple... The, the more simple traps were the ones that, like, I kind of, like gravitated towards and and thought were like more had more weight to them and i feel like this one still kind of tends towards the more elaborate stuff that was going on in like four five and six um even with those like gripes aside like this movie fucking rules it is awesome uh and it's my favorite saw since the first one really good stuff that's fucking exciting dude yeah i but it means i have to watch all of them no it doesn't you can skip four five and six yeah and and genuinely because it takes it takes place between one and two um you can watch this movie without having any sort of uh i guess knowledge or anything of anything that comes after that like you and you don't even really have to know 
what happens in two but it helps like it, it helps give you kind of some of the the foresight of things you. um yeah it's good man i really i really really dig it let's go let's go pikachu is a movie i think right nope nope it's a video game yep mm. it's okay i like pokemon sometimes you do uh well why don't you tee us off with the with the with the big news that we were going to discuss because uh yeah Uh, there's some good there's some big stuff in there 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 really really is the big news is that jeff has found a new spot i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking um big news is that microsoft sealed the deal they 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 locked the bag. They secured it. We have Activision Blizzard King in our slimy little hands, dude. And yeah. I'm excited. I, are you excited? Because I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited no. for selfish reasons. Let me. Know. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm excited because with this, I hope to hear the word Spyro coming out of someone's fucking mouth sometime soon. Yeah. This. Yeah. I. Yeah. This is my biggest hope is that franchises that we've not seen in a long time get a little bit of a rebirth. And hopefully mm-hmm. the I I just think there's some that are played out and hopefully now am I being too optimistic? Am I being like <sighs> Phil Spencer is a god, he's gonna give me all the things I ever wanted. Am I being too much like that? Am I a fanboy? Uh I don't think I'm a fanboy. I think Sony won this year with (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I understand your 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 optimism. I'll say that. My hope. Yeah, your hope. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, really, for me, I've been on the everyone gives PlayStation too much credit uh, bus for quite some time. Um, oh yeah, fuck their subscription prices. Yeah, going up like in some For cases no like reason. 40% or some shit like that. For no reason, <sighs> stupid fucks. Yeah, it's Fix not it. good. I it's not good. canceled my subscription by the way. Like, oh I really? Will, I will eventually cave, but I'm going to protest for a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, there's no sense in it because out of the two, and I mean, just circling back to it, I use Game Pass way more than I use PlayStation for their stuff. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, um, it's not great. And it's just expensive, man. Like, because I usually subscri- uh, subscribe for the year. If I can't subscribe for the year, then I'll do three months. I never do one month. And I, yeah. I, I pay that mid tier. Is that what is that one? Is that extra? Uh, yeah, I think that's the extra. I know it's not like the essentials is the first tier. Yeah, I think extra is the second one, and then the um, I don't know what the third one's called, but that's the one I subscribe to because I wanted the the classic selection. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have no interest. So yeah, you're paying the you're paying the bucks. Yeah, luckily before it was announced, uh. I had already paid for the year, so yeah. I don't have to worry about the updated prices until um, what was it 
Uh, I think July next year is when my subscription kind of runs oh, out. Yeah, because mine was uh, expiring, and I was like, we won't be renewing that. Um, <laughs> now, once I once the year is over and I want to go back to some stuff that I do have interest on there, then sure. But as of right now, Game Pass is fucking slain. Yeah. Yeah. The value there is, is genuinely insane. It is. Like... In, in comparison to what you get with PlayStation, like, I know that a lot of people have taken to the, uh, like, using the, um, not not the free games, but, like, the, uh, whatever you want to call them. The, the ones that they give you for, like, the, the sort of Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the Game Pass, like, thing that they've got going on. I know people are like, oh, well... You know that's a good value. I, in comparison to Game Pass, I don't think that it is. No, but, but you know why? Because when, uh, let me use an example real quick. Oh, fuck, I, I mean this is as good as I can get right now because I can't think. When Forza Horizon Five dropped, I could play it on day one without having to pay anything extra. But yeah. when Spider Man Two dropped, I had to go pay seventy dollars on top. Actually, that's not true. Sabrina bought it for me because she's a delight, and she bought me the deluxe edition. Um, but someone had to spend extra money because it's not available on PlayStation or whatever the fuck. If it was, I would pay the increased price probably with no little complaint. With little complaint. Um, Game Pass still way better value, but I would probably be more willing to pay it on the PlayStation side if they said, hey, here's Spider-Man or... What, whatever else came out this year, Ratchet and Clank a couple years ago. What else fucking did Sony do this year? Yeah. What did they do? I, I'm not. I'm, that's actually a genuine question, didn't they? Oh, Final Fantasy. There we go. Sorry. Uh, that really did they wasn't do it. Final Fantasy? I'm sorry. No, let's be honest. <laughs> Game of Thrones Simulator. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I think like I understand. For consumers, I think that the value is indefinitely in in the favor of uh, Xbox. Game Pass is just a, a gigantic value for for me. Like it's, I don't know. It's it's um, incredible, man. I have found so many fantastic indie games through Game Pass that I would maybe never get a chance to experience anywhere else. That have become some of my favorite games. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just incredible what they do with Game Pass. But um, going back to what I said, I mean, it's like I feel like they can use this this I mean giant acquisition to breathe fresh air back into things that are expired. Like, dude, Toys for Bob does not need to be a Call of Duty fucking sub company. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, Toys for Bob did great with uh, what they did with the Reignited trilogy. And if they were allowed to take on a Spyro 4, it would be magical so long as they, they, they're they not stupid and try to change it like a... Crash. Uh, crash, or even... Year of the Dragonfly, I think, was the fourth oh, okay. Spyro game. Yeah, yeah. I did not like that. Um, Maybe. It was one of them. It was bad. It, it was... I don't like it. But also, I know this is a pipe dream, and I don't know. I think I'm like the one of the four people who actually want it to come back. But Guitar Hero, I mean, <laughs> come on. Right? No, 
Guitar Heroes. It, it'll come back, right, Josh? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you could have one thing that you've not had come back from any one of these companies, what would it be? Well, so uh, this is something that uh, Justin actually asked on his LinkedIn the Who's other that? day. Um, uh, Skyrise Excellence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He asked on his uh, LinkedIn the other day something about the um, – let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, he, he asked if the um, dormant or underutilized IP from Activision Blizzard uh, could be reengaged, released on Game Pass, and drive subscriber growth for the platform. Uh, and then he asked about uh, remasters or – uh, new takes on old IP. And my thought was, as I said this, I was like, I'm not sure that like the back catalog of Activision Blizzard actually lends too much to any sort of revivals or anything like that, given the modern landscape, because you think about games that like Activision or, uh, well, no, yeah. Activision was in television and something else. Uh, anyway, like pitfall, for instance, Oh, um, shit. Like, who's who's trying to get Pitfall in 2024, 2025? Okay, and I agree with that. But w- would you see them being like, hey, let's take the Pitfall name and turn it into some kind of Uncharted nonsense? I mean, yeah, that could be totally cool. Uh, like, I, I would love for them to do stuff like that. I just don't think that, like, like I said, in 2024, I don't or 2025, 2026, 20, you know, whatever. I don't think that they are going to do that. Like, I would love for them to make another Tony Hawk game. Give give me Tony Hawk running in the same way that that remaster collection did. Perfect. I would buy it in a fucking heartbeat. Uh, but given where we are in the landscape of gaming right now, I see a sort of... Use, utilizing Activision Blizzard for, um, I mean it's a cash cow. They're gonna pump out COD, yeah, what, right. What they know makes money, but I feel like also right now, not only in gaming but in music and in film, we're on a huge, big, gigantic, colossal, fucking annoying nostalgia kick. With mm-hmm. it seems like we're rehashing old franchises instead of creating new IPs across fucking everything, if I'm being real. So that is where I turn, because I feel like you're 100% right. They're going to pump out all of their big cash cow shit. But I think with the backing from Microsoft now, they also have the power to be like, hey, let's also get this nostalgia train kicking in too. Um, let's, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say Pitfall, and I'm not going to say Spyro or Guitar Hero. It could be... It could be one of those other names that I, that we I've forgotten about until you said Pitfall. I was like, "Holy shit! I forgot they had that." You yeah, know, that blew my mind. Um, but they do, and that's that's kind of how I see. Again, everyone makes the joke money soft, but it's fucking accurate, man. They're gonna cash in on as many facets as they can to make this d- deal make sense. And I think they will dig up old franchises. Like, I mean, fucking. Pitfall's a great example, dude. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I kept, you know, honing in on Spyro, but um, yeah, I, I, I think that's where it's going to go. And then I think uh, 
imagine what we do see from those old and dilapidated franchises like we we could see them come to game pass like they were saying or you know whomever was saying that's a that's going to be a lot of fun and maybe that can get the interest sparked for by introducing the older titles through game pass for people to play they could also see what people are playing and use that to kind of funnel that nostalgia train that i was talking about yeah i mean that that is definitely something that i would love for them to do i would love for activision to have some sort of like rare replay type thing like where they just utilize game pass to to bring back you know old games like everyone and their mother used to play back in the you know 70s 80s uh and utilize that to fill out the the extra value of, yes. of game pass the problem i i see is uh, is maybe not necessarily with um doing something like that uh which i i do think has its own issues like uh I don't know. Maybe this is unique to um, like Japanese companies, but like you look at uh, a, a company like Square, and they, you know, they had to remaster um, Kingdom Hearts and build it basically from scratch because uh, they had lost the um, what's the like the source code? Yeah, which like. That game came out in like 2001. How did you lose the source code? You know what I mean? Like it was in the Twin Towers. Maybe, yeah. yeah. That that would that would be the only way that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, when you think about that in comparison to the stuff that was happening with like Activision and Intellivision and all the stuff that they own, that stuff was in the like late 70s, early 80s. You know, so like. If they have that source code, like, okay. But if they don't, like, how are you going to revitalize yep. these old franchises, you know? Um, makes sense, too. I mean, I don't think anyone's hanging on to some pitfall data. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but with an IP like that, you don't need it, though, do you? Because what are you going to do? Make a 2D fucking 8-bit side-scrolling jumping over some pit type of game or are you going to do what I said and make some Tomb Raider Uncharted-esque you know, revitalized game um, for stuff like that, yeah but then, you know, my biggest thing is I don't know why I don't know why and I swear to God it's the last time I'll talk about it in this podcast, I want a Guitar Hero Collection remaster like, I want some, like, greatest hits that I can just sit back and fucking play until I'm blue in the face, dude. I want that so badly. And it's like, I see your point there. It's like, do I still, I mean, they have to still have fucking Guitar Hero 3 source code. They have to. It's fucking everywhere, right? Like, it's, people are playing that shit on TikTok and shit from, uh, God, what's the fuck? Like, emulators and shit. And mm. then, I guess, if you have the discs and stuff. So, I guess it only makes sense when you go beyond that, right? When uh, when you go, like... I guess to those IPs that have just completely fallen off the face of the... I just ripped one of my keyboard keys off. That's not good. Um, oh, God. It's fine. I don't actually know how that happened. 
I fidget a lot, and I don't know where my hands are half the time. I'm going to be real with you. Mm. And then that happened, and I forgot what I was saying. ADHD. It's not good. Um, yeah, you should probably get that looked at. I did, and you want to hear the irony? I went, and I got diagnosed, and I got... They were like, yeah, you're fucking... You got it. You need to go to a psychiatrist to get your meds. I was like, okay. I've never been to a psychiatrist after that. That's ADHD for you. Well, I mean... What the fuck was I talking... This is what I'm saying. It's not good. It's not good. I'm uh, right now. I believe you were asking me whether or not, you know, they could utilize old IP and... and oh, yeah, and... we're talking about old IP. So I guess that's, like, when that concept comes into play, right? Like, you have to go to these forgotten franchises to have that worry. Like, you know, who's hanging on to Pitfall and shit like that. Yeah. What are yeah. some other... Did you look at any other, like, distant, ancient forgotten ips from activision because i that's that one hit me man yeah uh so i looked into some as best as i could but like a lot of the stuff i actually wasn't even really all that familiar with um and the stuff that i was was like stuff like spider-man but like spider-man is owned by sony now like sony has the official license for spider-man so like a lot of the stuff that i saw um like listed was like old um uh like licensed stuff and i don't i don't know that um uh that that uh so when you say old licensed are we talking like ultimate alliance from raven software like how marvel's ultimate okay because that i first off that game is underrated to me no one talks about that game as much as they should Ultimate Alliance? Yes. Oh, please. Okay. I thought you were about to just shit on it. I love it, and maybe I just, I'm looking through those, you know, nostalgia glasses like I was just talking about, but that shit was awesome. Um, But that's what you're talking about, right? Like, those old licensed games, even, like, the Bond games and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 Like, they they used to do the Transformers games, if I'm not mistaken, and then, like like I said, they had the Spider-Man license for a very long time. Um... Yeah, they're, they're, I, I'm trying to think of all the things that they had, but like a lot of the stuff, like I said, that I noticed that they had was like stuff that like I 100% don't think that they have like access to anymore. I just don't think that it's something that they can um, utilize uh, in in modern times. I should say that's the best way to describe it. I guess. So. Wait, didn't they do... What's that game Austin always talks about? The fucking Venom game that's not Venom. Um, uh, prototype? Thank you. Didn't they make that shit too? Or is that someone else? I think that was someone else. Oh, fuck. Uh, Alright, I was going to get hopeful for him for a second. Yeah, um, I could be wrong, but I think that, I, I I think that that's... Um, that. I could be wrong. I'm looking it up. Activision published it. Radical developed it. Okay. What the fuck is Radical done? I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in literally ages. Oh. Oh. Apparently they made Crash of the Titans. So, yeah, they're shit. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. Um... 
close out all those tabs that are useless. But yeah, my so my I let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, aside from like the ability to potentially have old stuff like like a Spyro or a Crash or you know something like that, besides the ability to have that back, is there anything that you think? Microsoft could do yeah. with the IP that would be interesting because uh, to me the only thing modern that that Activision Blizzard has going on for it is they have WoW, Diablo and COD and I, I to a lesser extent Overwatch I feel like the rose is really kind of like come off the bloom or whatever that saying is um, yeah they just need to take that shit out back and shoot it at this point I'm pretty fucking over it if we're, if we're, if you're talking about Overwatch, are you talking about Overwatch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, because they're trash. If I think that they're gonna do anything now, I see like something new. I see them going mobile. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. I think that this was maybe a play for for King and yes. more than it was uh, like anything else. Yeah, and I, I think I've said I've said this recently somewhere. I want to be a person who can sit down and invest time into a mobile game and just kind of have... Uh, I don't know if it's a luxury or a curse, but as a gamer, it seems like a luxury that when I put down the controller and I'm just relaxing and I'm on the go, I can also just flip open my phone and play something that I'm addicted to. I don't have that, mm -hmm. and I've not had that since Clash Royale. I think if, if Supercell makes a game, I'll play the shit out of it, at least for a little while. Uh, like I did that with... Uh, Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, Brawl Stars. Um, but outside of that, man, I can't really invest into a mobile game. So I think that's where... I think if you're that kind of person, you're already there. Like, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. Justin is enamored with Marvel. Is it Marvel Snap? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that he plays that anymore, to be well, honest with if, you. But if yeah. he isn't now, then he was. He or, was, yeah. And if it's not that now, then I'm assuming he was playing Star Rail on mobile before it came to PS5. I guess it could have been PC. I don't know where he was playing that. No, I think he was playing it on um, mobile. Okay. So, people like Justin already exist who can mm -hmm. pick up and play a mobile game. I think what Microsoft can hopefully gain from this is reaching out to the players who haven't been touched yet. Like, what mm -hmm. can Microsoft... I think to the day I die, I'll always be an Xbox over everything else kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, just because that's where I've spent most of my eh, adolescence. I'm not going to say childhood, but most of my adolescence. Um, like, mm, thir mm, 15 through now. Um, mm -hmm. Um. They have a really... I'm trying to think of how to put this. They have a way to reach people, I think, in terms of their fan base. Like, I I know they can create something that I would want to play. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Gems of War and Puzzle Quest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love both of those games so much. And... <sighs> Even if Microsoft could use King to give me this Candy Crush type game and pair it with like this puzzle quest 
you know, I don't know. And I'm not trying to just create games that are only suited for me, but I'm just saying that there's ways that I think they can do it in terms of mobile, and I think that's where they have to apply a lot of, uh, a lot of resources, I guess, to get your investment back. Like, they're, they're gonna make money from this regardless. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. it's gonna, it's just gonna flow in at this point. I, th I think COD is going to drive a bunch of subscriptions to Game Pass. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly. And who knows what they'll do. If they did something with World of Warcraft where I did not have to pay shit anymore. That's literally what I was just about to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's over, dude. Like, that. there's ways to drive that. But I think how to go further is to pour some shit into mobile because more and more people are picking it up. But now you have to hit the people who haven't been able to like find a connection. Do you play mobile games? Uh, yes and no. The stuff that I, I play uh, is like... I don't want to say generic stuff, but it's like like I've been playing Sudoku on my phone recently. Like okay, I just yeah, really dude, love Sudoku. If I'm going to sit down and play a game that's going to sound stupid as shit, I'll, I'll play Wordscapes. Yeah, yeah, Wordscapes is fucking great, man. Yeah, but that's what I'm playing. I'm not playing some action-based game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do like Puzzle Quest because it's action-based with me just matching tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and maybe I'm sure there's a game out there for me that I that would hit everything that I'm saying, but I've not found it. Or if I found it, I'm bored of it. Or I've already played it. You know, this is where they need to hit their lightning in a bottle I think they need to find out how to grab players like you and me you know um, who don't oh, dude fucking let me hook up some achievements on my mobile device <laughs> and I'll do it man like uh, you know, just find a way to drive me to play some games on my uh, my phone when I'm not at home maybe when I'm pooping or something yeah if they if I, I think if they if they gave me a reason to play mobile yes. games I, I think that i would 100%. because i don't i just don't have the option to sit and invest time in like gigantic uh like rpgs and stuff like that anymore uh where i have to spend 30 40 50 60 hours on something but i have the time when i'm like you said, I'm in the bathroom or something. Like, I can spend 10, 15 minutes on a game. Well, yeah. maybe not that long, but... And it is it possible for the... And I, I... I think it's possible, but they have to first have the catalog, and it's to have a mobile game pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, to give me the candy crushes and whatever else you make from this point going forward, and then let me download those games to my phone. Let me earn achievements that can rack up to my score. Yeah. When I look at my yeah. game list. I need to be able to see that I've played Forza Horizon 5 and, um, you know, Forza Motorsport, and I've got achievements. But then the next game up could be, you know, uh, Doodle Jumper, and it can say mobile next to it or something. And that's where I got these achievements from. Just give me something. Um, and I, I think they're perfect. I think they know that. I think, I mean, it's inevitable at this point um they're not stupid they know how to they they people were talking about this two years ago in their team probably um but i don't know i think that's their biggest uh opportunity because like you said the or i, I guess i said it but the money's gonna flow from cod it's gonna drive subscription services who knows what they do with world of warcraft or you know they have untapped potential with blizzard too. fucking bring back starcraft um 
I do. Yeah. I'm not a StarCraft person, but I know half the world is. So, you know, bring that shit back. Heroes of the not Heroes of the Storm, but uh, Hearthstone. Like, there's so much that you can do with all of these games, and they have hit the jackpot. And they need to slow their roll for a while and start making some games. Yeah, yeah. I think um, my my big uh, I think question is maybe um, do you think that do you think that the more subscription based games uh, that they have going on could be a um, uh, a catalyst for getting more people into Game Pass? with like like just for instance uh wow so like if if wow no longer had a subscription uh you still say you still had to buy the expansions or whatever but like say it it no longer had a subscription tied to it with um with game pass do you think that that would be more of a, a a boon for people to maybe try it out that have not had a chance to to try it out? I think not only would it be more welcoming to new players, but it would would also... I mean, it has a lot of doors it can open. It has that one, and then it has people like Austin who tried and downloaded the game, and they're like, yeah, I could do this if it wasn't for the subscription service. You lose that, and then players like him come back. But then you have players like myself. Players who buy the new expansion, but after I play for a month or two, it's hard for me to financially justify continue it, continuing uh, to come back and play the game. Or, I'm not really playing the game, I should say. After a couple of months, I'm... I'm I'm moving away or not even playing at all, but then I'll see like a fucking pending charge from Blizzard saying, uh, you know, subscription is coming out, and I'm like, oh shit, forgot about that. Damn it, cancel, so it doesn't happen again. But what would be great for me as a player would be to not have to worry about the subscription cost ever, and I can just play whenever I want to. I'm gonna buy. The expansions. I'm probably going to buy the deluxe expansion for World of Warcraft, knowing me, because it's it comes with a mount. <laughs> um, oh my god! <laughs> but I think it it really there's no downside to doing it. You're going to welcome in new players. You're going to bring in the ones who are deterred by the subscri- subscription cost, and you're going to. I don't know. I, I guess kind of bridge the gap for players like me, I think, who want to have access to it all the time but can't justify paying X amount of money per month or every three months just to play for once or twice a month. Like, I never want to have to worry about that. So there's a yeah. lot good they can do with it, and I think that transitions into fucking everything they have going on, man. Um Like, I don't... You think Call of Duty... Why do you think they put Call of Duty in one hub? In one what? 
in one like hub like I don't know if you've seen it but everything Call of Duty seems to be under one hub now and my thought is is it gonna be like in that like one let me make sure I'm not a fucking idiot because if I'm not mistaken you just go download Call of Duty now don't do you not uh I is so are you talking about on the Xbox itself Xbox now even on um like Steam, when I look at Call of Duty, I have to download Call of Duty itself. I don't download Modern Warfare 3. Because within this Call of Duty hub, I have access to Modern Warfare 3, Modern Warfare 2, whatever. Oh, you know, interesting. Yeah. So, I'm asking this because does Call of Duty become a subscription-based service instead of a reoccurring $70 fee every year? Yeah, I think I think that that's probably the way that it's headed to be honest with you. Yeah, or it's just in Game Pass and then you buy, you know, the microtransactions. I don't know, but when I saw that they did that cuz I was looking at Modern Warfare uh I I kept saying Modern Warfare. Is it it's Modern is it 2 or 3 that's out right now? 2 is the one that's out, 3 will be out in the new what, one, right? Uh a week or two, right? Yes. Um so, like, when I saw that it was all merged into this one thing, especially with Warzone, I'm like, something's weird, man. Because why would they do that? And I, I don't keep up with it. Maybe there's an answer for this. I don't know. But when I saw that, I was like, they're going to make this just a reoccurring thing. Call of Duty is going to be a live service. Like, it just updates like Destiny 2 does at this point. <laughs> it's just going to be a new expansion every year. Pay, like, 15, 20, 30, 40 bucks. I don't know. But it's, I feel like we're losing the days of uh, uh, big releases for them. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's in the same regard of World of Warcraft where I was going with this. Is it's going to be on Game Pass if they do that for Call of Duty. Whereas everyone else, you know, because Call of Duty is staying, right? On all the other consoles. so Yeah, guys, at least for now. I think yeah. they reached a, like a 10-year agreement, right? I believe so. Yeah. So those guys have to pay for theirs. But mm. if you want to get the Game Pass, well, you don't got to pay for that. I don't know. Just my thought, my headcanon right now. That's where I see that going. I don't know how it works. I don't know logistics. I'm not a not a brilliant man within the biz. I just have my conspiracy theories. I'm I'm Dylan Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you're right. I think that I will, cause th honestly, this is where I see a lot of this stuff going. Uh, and I yeah. know that this is, this has come as a sort of like doomer sort of like, uh, like very pessimistic look, but I think that the realistic lens through which we should view this is that Microsoft wants to make some money for, through their subscription services. And in order for them to do that, they need to do something where the basically the game is already built. You're paying Game Pass to then get like um, like free add-ons for that game. You know what I mean? Like like for, I mean for instance, World of Warcraft was built in 2003, right? Like that's the that's the year that it came out. So all that technology is there, and the game still fundamentally is the same game that came out in 2003. Yep. There are some changes, obviously. Like, they've kind of done little things where they update the graphics. They've changed, like, gameplay mechanics. They've added new gameplay mechanics, stuff like that. But fundamentally, the game is still 
wow. Um, and I think that in order for Game Pass to continue in its current existence, where you still get those smaller experiences with um, interesting things from like uh, like Compulsion Games or you know Hellblade that's coming out with uh, Ninja Theory, like yep. in order to get those smaller experiences that no one's really going to pay for, um, you need to have some some sort of recurring revenue and by making cod go the way of wow where it's like well cod is going to be free we're not really going to do anything new to it but we'll we'll update this next year and you'll pay us twenty dollars for it i think that's the way that i see cod going for them and i think that a lot of games in their stable gears for instance uh halo for instance uh, I think probably Forza, for instance. I think all these games kind of go this route where you are getting the game on Game Pass, paying $20, $30, $40 for a new expansion every year that gets you new new stuff alongside your Game Pass subscription. So you're paying roughly... Uh, what's, the, what's it up to now? Uh, I know it's not 15 anymore for Ultimate. Um, I think it's like 17 now. Maybe. But you're paying your 17 bucks a month for Game Pass Ultimate. So that's coming in. And then if they release, you know, one update for these games a year, and let's, obviously not everyone is going to be like this, but let's just say that you're a person who plays, you know, all four of those games, then you have a 20 30 $40 subscription or or not subscription but like yearly thing coming from that one person so 17 a month plus you're roughly you know 160 dollars you know uh i i think that that's the route i see them taking with a bunch of stuff uh from this catalog um Again, that's maybe that's maybe doomer speak of me but i just i don't see fundamentally the revenue or, or, or profitability uh, of Game Pass being something where they can afford a Activision Blizzard and not afford to do that with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. They have a know. lot of they have a lot of I mean options. Truly. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do for sure. And I, I think that they would be very smart to go the route that you're talking about. And I would I would think that like it would be a very good idea for them to get somebody to um, work on Spyro. I, I think that like doing a Spyro game every like three to four years uh, on Game Pass for children is a good idea. Um, I'm just not sure that the subscription model bears it out to where... Game Pass can be profitable for them. Regardless, but what do I know? I mean, I'm not I'm not well, an industry anal- analyst. You know, as much know. as I'd like to be. No, I hear it's terrible. Yeah, I'm, never mind. You're right. I don't want to do that. No, be happier and just go work in a factory. No. I don't want to do that. Why? <laughs> anyway, uh, good job, Microsoft. 
anyway, yeah, good good job for closing the deal. Uh, you Seal know. in the bag, giving me another prediction, right? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Although I could be wrong. I don't know. I've only been right with that one so far. I think so. Mm. That's not true. I think I said something about a spinoff for Pokemon. You probably anyway. did. Speaking of uh, spinoffs of Pokemon, um, what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fucking around. Okay, because if you're about to tell me that your game that you've been playing was a spinoff and Austin didn't tell me that shit, yeah, I'd be no. real mad. Uh, I've been playing Voice of Cards, and then we'll get to, to Spider Man. But that I've been playing game vo- for you. Yes. Um, I haven't gotten incredibly far. Um, it's not something that like I'm, I'm dumping like all of my time into. Um, but it is something that I am playing here and there. Um, whenever I can, I think that that's about to go out the window. If I'm being totally honest, uh, I think that I'm about to be playing a lot of Alan Wake, and I'm currently playing a lot of Spider-Man. So, uh, I'm not incredibly sure, uh, that I'm going to have this finished in time for the challenge to be done i still need to play tawny's game too man uh shit that's well, wild if we fucking lose this because hold on what were the rules i could uh, i could veto out our game but not the boys's games i think that's right yeah so tell austin to give you a better game well, so, okay, but the thing with this is is that it's relatively quick, and I don't think it's bad. Like, so it's basically D&D, the card game. Um, it's oh, basically it's like good. a... Uh, yeah, yeah, but with with cards. Yeah. Um, so basically, you have, like, a little deck that you kind of... Uh, I don't want to say build, but, it's like, you have a... <laughs> You have a deck of cards, uh, and this deck of cards allows you to kind of, like, perform actions and um, has, like, a lot of interesting, um, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, basically, you have, like, a bunch of characters and those characters are cards. And the way that, like, the game is designed is you have, like, a sort of, like, little, uh, like, layout in front of you that is, like, basically your dungeon. And then within that dungeon, you have the ability to uh, kind of select your path. And within that path, you'll find things such as, like, um, uh, enemies or treasure chests and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it's interesting because you do get to make choices and there are, uh, kind of like character beats that kind of, um, mirror things from like old school Final Fantasy. Like you don't get to choose your characters and the story is written. So you don't have as much control over it as you would like a standard D and D game, but it's, it's kind of in that, in it, in that vein. Um, the artwork on the cards is really good, and I, I think that the writing uh, for this stuff is pretty solid. Um, 
I don't think that a lot of people should play this game. Uh, I think that it's very niche, and I think that like it's uh, it's specifically for the people who are into this sort of thing. And if you're not into this sort of thing, I don't think that like it's something that like you should even remotely spend any time considering. But I do think it's a lot of uh, it's got a lot of like really cool potential and. Um, yeah, I, I am enjoying my time with it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that Austin would like it. Cause I think the reason he told me to, to, to play it was cause it was something that he wanted to play. Um, I, I don't know that it's something he would enjoy. Um, but I, I'm enjoying the little bit of time that I've spent with it. It's not, uh, it's not a bad game. Is this the it's just he played the demo of it enjoyed or was there a different card game that had a demo uh i mean it's possible that it was this i have no idea i think he likes the concept of this at least but maybe it's so how long in theory would the game actually take you to beat well according to um according to how long to beat uh it is a 10 to 15 hour game, 20 hour for the platinum. Uh-huh. So it's, it's not very long. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a trilogy of these games um, that you could theoretically beat or like platinum all three of them in the same amount of time. It would take you to finish like a single act in Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah, so... Um, well, I mean, that's still... So do you think you'll finish it, or do you think we'll have to throw that veto power in? I think I'm... I mean, unless he has something that's going to take, like... He's going to give you some online Gundam game that can't be beaten. <laughs> right? Unless he unless he has something that he that <gasps> could be beaten in, like, a handful of hours. Oh, like, Josh. I I'm, have just had... A heart attack. Oh, I yeah? didn't beat Final Fantasy 16, and I don't plan on it. <laughs> and that was your game for me. Oh, boy. I need you to pick fucking Fruit Bat Simulator or some shit for me to go fucking beat in an hour. Josh, <laughs> can you just pick a game that I'm already playing? <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Like, no! <laughs> no! I'm just, I'm just fucking around. Uh, <sighs> the dread, dude. Oh I'm my on god, Prozac, and you just made me feel dread for the first time in six months. God, oh, that would be so fucking god. funny if I. <laughs> that was me. That was my fucking villain, or that was my canon event. That's what just happened. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, we'll talk about it. But yeah, I just realized that I. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all be Final Fantasy. Nope. Uh, Spider-Man 2. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, that that okay. should be the game that, like, okay. that uh, we should all, like, make each other beat. Because okay. Austin's already beat it. That's and true. then I'm what? I'm going to beat it, and you're going to beat it. What was my uh, game for him? Did I do him? Yeah, I did, because he gave me the, yeah. the poop. Oh, he already beat it as Neon White. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
well, look oh. at us being idiots. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I, uh, I've started Tawny's game what was three different times. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, Tawny. I, I, I don't know if this was for me, man. What I used to that? love these. So it's uh, Planescape Torment is the one that he gave me. Oh. And um, it's one of those old school CRPGs that was like, it was like Baldur's Gate. And like, um, it's very much built around like old school D&D. And it's like, oh, a, shit. It plays like Diablo. Um, or at least like visually plays like Diablo. Um, yeah. It's not that I'm. It's not that I think it's bad. It's just that like two hours. Yeah, it's not great. It's not. It's not great. Our prospects for continuing the challenge are not great. Oh no. Um. Fix it. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, we'll, we'll see how things go. I Spider Man and Alan Wake were like the two big ones that I was waiting for the end of the year um call of duty i really want to play but i know i know that if i get that game i'm gonna just do nothing but play multiplayer and i can't allow that to happen so that's gonna be a game that is gonna have to come um next year when we don't have a challenge we just play backlog games multiplayer games with each other all the time like sea of thieves and call of duty exactly exactly okay but for real can you just tell you know everyone real quick that my new game is spider-man so we don't have to uh, we'll see. Hey, 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 hey. No. <laughs> no. Look. Look. Uh, look. It would be great if it could just happen now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Why did I... So Dylan has a new yeah. game that has yet to be announced. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games that have yet to be announced. Um, no. See, let's just do that. Wait, what does that mean? Oh, no. What does that mean? Uh, I was just going to transition to Spider-Man 2 with something that was very clearly not the correct transition. You mean the game that's my game to beat from you for this year? Uh, I mean, it's my game of the year. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Dude, it's really funny uh, that within the span of the about a month... What the beat Lies of P? Yeah, within the span of about a month, uh, Spider-Man... T- or my, my game of the year has changed twice. Um, it went from it Street Fighter Six. There we go. Yeah, it went from Street Fighter Six to Lies of P, and now it's Spider Man. Um, yeah, it's definitively my game of the year. Yeah, I I just I'm having a total blast with this fucking game, dude. Like this game has enamored me in quite the same way that Lies of P did. Like I just it, not not so much they're similar in their gameplay styles, but like. I am currently, I think, somewhere around like the 30, 35, 40, somewhere in there, percent mark. So I'm about a third of the way through, maybe a half, maybe, I doubt it, but like... That's not what 30% means. You don't, you don't know what 30% means? No, I'm just saying 30%, that does not mean half. No, 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 no. I, I'm saying I'm somewhere between like a third and a half. It's possible oh, okay. that I'm at a half. Uh, I, I don't know the exact progression. I don't either, but to be honest with you. I'm somewhere I'm, between I'm like 30 and 50%. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just so, so very, very good. 
It's just so very, very good. Like, it is literally everything that the first game was, and I loved that first game. That first game was my game of the year for 2018 or 2019. I don't remember which year it came out. 18. Yeah. Um, beating out God of War, which, uh, you know, everyone yeah. was like, ooh, God of War. Fuck God of War. Yeah, fuck um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, it's currently my game of the year. I'm having an absolute and total blast with it. Like, Everything from that first game is in here still, and it still works. Um, Plus the fucking Miles part that's from his game. That's perfect. D- yeah, and literally, dude, I I feel like I've been playing, with the exception of the story stuff, I feel like I've been playing more as Miles just swinging around the city and stuff. Like, he's just, he's the one that I've been playing as. Yeah, he's my, so he's my Spider-Man. Miles okay. is my, like, I prefer him. I grew up with Peter, but then when I found out and read a little, I think I read, I don't want to say I read Miles' Ultimate comic, but I think that's where I first started with him, where I think Peter, quote-unquote, came back from the dead or something. I don't remember what mm-hmm. it was, but I think that's the comic that introduced me to him. I've not read a lot of Spider-Man comics in my life. I've read that one, and I think I've read Craven's Last Hunt um, mm-hmm. and something else that I cannot remember. Um, but... I generally gravitate towards Miles, man. And, yeah, I think I've played more Miles this playthrough with the exception of, like, trying to clear out a lot of Peter's uh, side quests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's I can't... I can't put it down. I mean... I know it's a thing with me where I say, oh, I've not done anything. I've just been playing games here and there. No. I've not done anything but play this. When I come home and I'm finished with my activities for the afternoon, I sit my ass on this game, and I stay on it, and I can't stop playing, and I'm not saying it's the story, because I'm about as far as you are, but I've put 20-plus God knows how many hours in it, and I'm just swinging around the city, doing side quests, taking pictures, like like photographs, uh, screenshots and stuff, that usually each screenshot that I take takes me like five, ten minutes to set that up. Um, <laughs> so that takes, and I've taken a lot of screenshots. Um, and I'll progress with the story here and there, but I know it's a shorter story. So I'm trying to fluff my journey with just doing everything. Like when I beat this game, I, I hope I have 100% district completion. Um, that's, that's my goal right now. Um, I essentially want to be able to platinum this within my first playthrough, um, if I can do that. And yeah, uh, that's but, my goal as well. Yeah, it's it is my game of the year, and nothing even remotely scratches it or comes close. It's I didn't have a Lies of P this year. Like I had some really good games and I had some really good times, but I thought. Mirage was going to do it, and then I played this, and it's like, it blew me out of the water, man. I think I went into it the right way, knowing absolutely nothing about it. Um, mm. Aside from, like, a few trailers, I guess. No story points. I still... Mm, I'm not, I'm, I won't talk about story, because that could have it, it, it in itself been a spoiler, but... Um, going into it with as little information as I possibly could was the right move, because I have not been this addicted to something in a very long time it is so so fluid 
in every aspect of the word and they do so much right in terms of diversity and inclusivity and uh just all of the little dude even as far as all of the different little mini games or puzzles that i've had to do in the game even down to those they're so much fun and they utilize haptic feedback and the controllers so well um I love it, man. Like, it, down to the most minute detail, they have gotten this game to work flawlessly. And it looks so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I say this is my game of the year. I do want to give it, like, a little bit more time before I solidify that as, like, a fact. Yeah. But, like, it, it 100% has become like like my go-to for like i want to play something i want to play spider-man you know what i mean and yep. it that was lies of p up until this game came out like it, it was very much a like if i wanted to play a video game i was playing lies of p um i think that like um right now currently i don't want to play anything else other than this game which is, um, you know, a testament to how good it is. Um, uh, we'll see if uh, if it remains this way um, throughout the rest of the year. But uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's what it's good. It's next. a real good game, man. It's so good, and we'll talk more. Like I know that was very sparing, but we're not trying to break down super big details this week because. Austin's already played and finished it, and then Josh and I are catching up. So we're gonna talk more next week about ah shit. Talk more soon about it. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I about to say? Uh, what comes out next this year? Not Alan Wake because that is your next game. But is there something else that's not Call of Duty that's semi hyped, or was Spider-Man the last one? I think that was the last one for uh like stuff that you would be uh yeah interested in because the 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 next big thing that i can think of is um uh super mario uh rpg oh i might actually dude um i haven't played a nintendo title in a while this year so and i'm not going to get pokemon like i thought it was the detective pikachu hmm. so i might i might do that and then uh trying to just fly through this real quick but Warcraft Rumble what the fuck is that there's a mobile game coming from Warcraft what look they're already doing things <laughs> um yeah dude I guess I'm uh I guess I'm all done oh uh Frontiers of Avatar Frontiers of Pandora I told Sabrina to get that and play it with her and that comes out in December. Mm, okay. It looks good. Like, I'll give it that. Like, I I don't really like the Avatar world, the blue people avatar, but it looks really pretty, and I'm down for some uh, freaky alien world adventures. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that all said, I that's... That's what I've been doing, and like you said, we'll we'll talk more in depth about this for sure next week with Austin because I know that he has he's already beaten it and he's got a lot of thoughts. 
Um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see uh, for me how things end up because Alan Wake Two I think is uh, shaping up to be a real game of the year contender for me. Uh, everything that I've been like seeing of it, like footage wise, if that makes you change your game of the year again, do, yeah. I, (laughs) that would be fucking crazy. Uh, if, if that's how that worked out (laughs) Four in the matter of two months. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that it will be. Um, but I'm also, uh, very optimistic because it looks insane. Like I'm, blown away by all the stuff that I'm seeing. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, we'll get to the picks of the week and we'll get out of here. Uh, my pick of the week is a song slash music video on YouTube. MGMT's a little dark age. I, I feel like I may have already done this before, but if I have not, uh, I'm a big MGMT fan. Um, I really, really like, uh, their first two albums, uh, and then little dark age, the album I think is maybe their best. I really fucking dig that album, but the, uh, song I've just had playing on repeat recently. I don't know what it is specifically about it that has gotten me, um, back into it, but, uh, yeah, I am just really, really digging it. Um, very good song. Got some really interesting, uh, like the way it builds, like it's just like layer after layer after layer. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. So check it out. Uh, fucking love MGMT, man. Like one of my comfort albums is uh, Oracular Spectacular. Yeah, just, Oracular Spectacular is really good. Yeah, I'll just throw that shit on whenever. Uh, man on the Moon is also one of my comfort albums. Like those two, I can just float back to. But um, fucking great choice. MGMT is. Underrated. Um, yes. This week for me, I got a song from an artist called Mark Madness, M A R C Madness, and the song is called Arrakis, A R R A K I S. Um, this is more this is more EDM kind of music, but it has a weird Egyptian theme to it, and it just it's a vibe, man. It it it, it just has this kind of upbeat feel to it, and uh, sounds really good. It came on my Discover Weekly this week, and I'm sharing it with everyone else. Done. Hell yeah. Well, that sounds uh, interesting, to say the least. I'm not saying, like, uh, fuck, it's just, give it a listen. I'm not going to explain it. Okay. Just give it a listen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. Um, well, as always, you can find on me on social media, Culture Bop, yep. on Instagram, at Culture underscore Bop, on YouTube at YouTube.com slash C slash Culture Bop. Uh, me, if you want, I'm on Twitter at the TheBeBopMan182 and on Instagram at BeBopMan182. Um, lastly, we got a Patreon. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash Culture Bop. Uh, consider tossing us a pledge. We got some really cool stuff over there. Uh, I I can't remember if this... Uh, hmm. 
I think I had an idea for something with the Patreon that uh, I actually haven't implemented, so I'm not going to talk about it just yet. But, uh, yeah, we do have some cool stuff going on over there. And, um, yeah, so go check it out and uh, support us. Uh, but I think that's it. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here, go get some, some dinner and whatnot. Um, yeah, so until next time, goodbye. Thank you.